say? What, what did he say? I told him you wanted to live forever. He asked why. Do you, do you see this man? My company built him from nothing. I made him. And I made him in my own image so that he, he would be perfect. So that he would never fail. I deserve this. Because you, you and I, we are superior. We are creators. We are gods. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode five of a Hive Mind Xenomorphine podcast. It is I, Dave Gogol, the host and troublemaker here with my other two. Uh, we're only at two other degenerates with, with us tonight. We got Canada Mike and Ryan. What's up, everybody? How we doing? Pretty good, yeah. man. Pretty good. So good. good. How's life in LA and Canada? Oh, yeah, it's good. Ready to do this. Good, good. That's right. <laughs> yeah, California is burning to the ground right now. So <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. Long Island, New York, just keeps getting hit by these freaking storms that look like they belong in an alien movie. I feel like right. LB four two six or LB two two three half the time. They <laughs> storm out of nowhere today. I'm like, all right, thanks. Rec- record heat up here too. I can agree with Brian. Jeez. It's a hot one today up in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Mother Nature just fucking with us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Extremes. Yes. But enough of yeah. that bullshit. Let's get to the uh, the Alien franchise bullshit. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. So today we're talking about Divisive Prequel number one. The always fun to talk about, they like it or not, Prometheus. Mm-mm-mm. So as always, we'll start with that. I like to always hear about everyone's first experience with it. So where did everyone first see it and what were your first impressions? Well, I can go first. Uh, yeah, Alrighty. actually, I had a friend uh, invite me to the IMAX in the city there, uh, local city, Edmonton, and uh, was the 3D showing or whatever. And we got set up to go see that. He was uh, knew I was a big fan of the franchise, said, let's go check this movie out. It's supposed to be some sort of alien prequel, so... I mean, I was like, wow, that's that's pretty amazing. I Last time I seen a movie in the franchise was Resurrection. It's kind of a disappointing movie to me. So <laughs> yeah. I was a little skeptical, let's <laughs> say, you know. So, But we went and checked the movie out, and uh, it was a 3D showing, so it had some really impressive stuff going with it. Uh, it was really amazing to see just some of the stuff that the 3d technology could do uh that stellar orrery where the star map pops out was immense looking in an imax theater it was something to see Mm. uh the performance by uh you know fassbender was masterful as the robot uh there's a lot of secondary characters that were really good uh you know there's a lot of things that definitely worked for it it was really interesting could have been maybe a little more action. Uh, seemed to explore a lot of esoteric existential stuff in the like first couple thirds of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it did it did get into some of that creature horror in the last act, but I don't know. It just it felt as though it could have used more of it. But it definitely had some interesting questions. Got into exploring the same kind of ground as two thousand and one, mm-hmm. and it was kind of neat to hear explorations of life creation 
suggestions of progenitor aliens, you know, stuff Eric Von Danigan's written before, I guess. Uh, kind of delved, a, stepped a little bit into the realm of uh, Lovecraft. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of people say there's a lot of parallels in the Prometheus script and At the Mountains of Madness, which mm-hmm. is a work of Lovecraft's. A lot of things and beats in that book are similar to some of the beats in Prometheus narratively. You need to read that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, definitely something I'd like to look at myself because I'm not too familiar with Lovecraft. I seen Color Out of Space and was floored how cool that was. And yeah, I that guess was awesome. Lovecraft County coming up shortly yeah. here. So. Yeah, I just watched that premiere. That was pretty good. Yeah, so it's like... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of that cosmic horror element that gets injected in Prometheus and it's kind of almost merged with 2001's kind of progenitor aliens kind of creation of life came from somewhere outside of earth, you know, like mm-hmm. it wasn't just some random asteroid or rock uh, with dust on it hitting the planet. It was, you know, something else. And, you know, you get some scenes that are in deleted footage that explore further some of those suggestions and, Mm-hmm. I mean, generally, it was a good experience. I, I found it to be pretty impressive. Kind of wondered a little bit about where some of the more traditional alien elements were. But, mm-hmm. I mean, all in all, it seemed like an interesting enough movie. I had a pretty good experience with it. Uh, going back to it later on, feelings are a little more mixed exploring the history of the film. But, I mean, whatever, we'll discuss it probably as we go on here. And uh, yeah. I'll just hand it off to somebody yeah. else now. No. Yeah, my first experience with it was basically right when it came out in 2012. And I I went in with really high expectations. I was really excited for it. I was like, this is awesome. It's getting back into the alien universe. And, you know, after I think it was five years after AVP Requiem, which just took a big dump on the the franchise. and I was like, man, we really, we really need something good. But then, mm. you know, you find out really Scott's back on board and all these great actors. And so, so yeah, I went to see it pretty much right when it came out. And I was immediately blown away by how visually impressive it was. Yeah. And even the, uh, that op- that whole opening scene as the camera's panning over this looks kind of like earth, but it also looks kind of alien, the, the planet they're going over. And then the music's kind of starts, keeps building. It's got this really cool, uh, but sort of uh, as the, the melody to it was very, uh, I don't know. It was just kind of almost inspiring, like something great was going to happen, but then it kind of, once it pans up, it kind of goes into this minor key, like something else. There might be something else going on. And then you see that uh, big orb in the sky. It looks kind of like a spaceship. And then um, and then the, the, the other part of the opening scene where the, this very, very white, jacked, albino-looking <laughs> uh, engineer, humanoid-looking person comes out. And it's just uh, the whole thing was just very mysterious, and I was like, "Wow, I, I can't can't wait to see where this film goes." And um, and I was just uh, and as the movie went along, I you know I was really I I found that I was really enjoying it, and again, it was just very visually visually stunning. And and I remember when it ended, I I 
I thought it was great. I, I, I noticed it wasn't really a direct prequel to Alien. It was, and I wasn't sure if the, when I first saw it if that was if I knew that. But I definitely saw the like the strands, or Ridley Scott would say, kind of the the DNA of the franchise. Right. And you'll see it a little bit in it. So I did see a lot of that in the film. And so, yeah, I really enjoyed it the first time. It was on on uh, further viewings that I started kind of noticing things yeah. that I wasn't yeah, as big the, uh, a fan of. So, and The movie Dremlin wears off. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that was my first impression. I really enjoyed it. All right. Yeah, I saw a midnight showing um, in 3D with a few of my friends. Um, I was very excited. This one was one of the first um, movies that I followed, you know, as I was going through production, you know, how it went from a standard prequel to something else. Um, I was watching the commentary, uh, Lindelof, and when he wanted to change the title to Prometheus, he said, well, it's kind of pretentious, but uh, I like it anyway. It's not pretentious. <laughs> By the way, Lindelof is pretentious a hundred times during the commentary with him in space. It's an awesome commentary, though. But um, I'm like, I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, this is a weird title for a movie. What's this going to be like? But like you guys, I was hype after, um, you know, after Requiem killed the franchise for the second time after Resurrection. I'm like, what's going on? And yeah. Ridley was back, um, <clears throat> you know, reading interviews. Really had echoed something that was always a big thing for me was he wanted to explore the guy in the chair, mm-hmm. which for me for that's my favorite part of Alien is exploring the derelict. And I've read every same. I'll agree. Theory, totally agree. The space, the space jockey stuff, everything from the I love all the different iterations from the the comics to the video games, all the little theories everyone had. I'm like, I'm gonna see what happens to the big screen. This is awesome. I couldn't wait. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I saw the Minette showing and. Um, absolutely gorgeous movie. It was mm-hmm. like you said, Ryan. It was just one of the most visually, especially it was one of the movies in 3D that was actually worth it, and probably the last one in 3D that was worth it. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I enjoyed all the different themes it explored. Um, I love just talking about all the different theories. Uh, you know, with all the, um, you know. Like the little hints it gave, it didn't really have any answers, um, mm-hmm. which I thought was great. You know, me and a bunch of friends of mine, we were having group text messages with little going theories up and back. Well, what is this? What was the green stuff in there? Was that was that the face Did they create them? Who did it? It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was cool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was that also got me introduced to um, alien fandom and social media. So mm-hmm. that I mean, even if you know, I still love the movie, of course, but even if some things have changed since without Prometheus, I would not have gotten introduced into all you guys. Like mm-hmm. uh, my friend I went to the movie with, he's like, have you joined Wayland and Danny Bolton? I'm like, no, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so he got me invited there and there, you know, I met networked with, uh, network with Aaron, you know, um, you know, of course, William and Ross. And then I met Jamie uh, Patrick, uh, you Ryan, it just introduced something. And that was the best day of your life, really. It really was. Yeah, it really was. I have it. I have it. Spoke to Ryan for the first time on my calendar, actually. <laughs> well, it's like a prequel discussion. Prequel discussion on the Facebook community was what led me through to the blog, and then eventually ended up in this cast. So I mean, yeah, it was. Even though the opinions were divisive, just being able to interact with the people, like, oh, there's other people who 
like this movie sent me and like a dozen people I talked to. Like, mm-hmm. huh? <laughs> like, it's like the whole world just opened yeah. up. And for that alone, it was worth it. Just being able to talk whether it was Prometheus, Alien, and we know what other stupid shit. That was <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed, I thought David was a fantastic character from the jump. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from that movie, he bolted into one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, just being able to see the space jockey, even though I, I initially wasn't too sure because I had all those mm-hmm. ideas in my head of what he should look like. And then mm-hmm. when you get this humanoid type thing, first I was kind of fighting it, but I'm like, you know what? All the, what I thought it could be probably would have translated well into the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, see, it, and, I never, I never had expectations on it. So it worked for me, I guess. Right. I'll mm-hmm. agree with you completely. I, I engineer yeah. culture, the whole engineer yeah. technology the, aesthetic, all that stuff was really yeah. great. Yeah, mm-hmm. borderline iconic design. They're just yeah, fantastic looking. Um, I like that um, show was a different type of um, final girl, so to speak. You know, she was just looking at you know to to go home and explore. Or not she wasn't just like a survivor. It was just a different take to it. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I loved it from the start, um, and you know, it also introduced me to unfortunately my wallet to uh, NECA, the toy company. You know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, what are these guys? Oh, this Prometheus. Oh, they do other things, and you know, my paychecks haven't been happy since. But um, yeah, in many ways, Prometheus just reopened a lot of things. Oh, and one thing I'm about to say is, my Alien fandom too before Prometheus was kind of dormant between mm-hmm. Requiem. Resurrection, um, even with the comic books and the novels, everything was just kind of, I don't know, just for me watching the movies for most of my life. And I just had lost all that energy. And then this movie just reignited everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, so it was big. So even just for non-movie reasons, Prometheus was definitely two thumbs up for, for many things. Right. <laughs> uh, but I guess since I railed off about the things i liked already um is there anything you guys touched on that you guys liked that you didn't um that you want to elaborate on or well, sure uh, yeah the engineers like uh, like i said i i kind of ch- uh, chimed in there a couple times and said you know like a really interesting aesthetic uh i i liked the way that they took uh some of these giger-esque qualities and then just kind of applied it to what these mm. guys what their ships are what their technologies like like weird squishy buttons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was just something different. You know what I mean? It wasn't your traditional bleep or bleep, you know, like a mm-hmm. standard computer, uh, the shrine. I to press those buttons every time I watch it. Like yeah. Right. Press. <laughs> 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 the, shri- the, the shrine with the green crystal on it. Uh, incredibly yeah. mysterious. There's a yeah, motif yeah. on the back wall. It's yeah. like a, some sort of xenomorph shaped creature. So, Mm-hmm. The science of this stuff existed. Like it just speaks to me that what David claims in the next movie is a load of manure. Like he's <laughs> lying to you. This stuff's existed for a while. Like they've been doing it for thousands of years. They locked it all up in some vaults and shut it down. You know, mm-hmm. that, hap- that happens in military projects. Yeah. Uh, oh, this stuff's bad news bears. We're going to shut it down. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I mean, Yannick and some of them deleted scenes goes right into it, explaining mm-hmm. what the facility is on that moon, you know, like, what is it? Oh, we'll LV, deleted scenes in a bit. Yeah, LV, <laughs> L, LV223 or whatever. Yeah. Just 
the whole concept of it being this engineer's, you know, uh, secret weapons development, you know, remote lab kind of thing. It was cool. It was an mm-hmm. interesting, interesting yeah. idea. The place you visit in the next movie. I don't know. I didn't think it was their capital planet. It just seemed like a colony world. You get the impression when that map pops up, like watching it in IMAX and it blows up in your face. Like, there's so much stuff floating around on that map. Mm-hmm. They have an empire mm-hmm. of planets out there. Oh, yeah. How mm-hmm. connected are they now compared to back then? Who knows? But I mean, they're probably still more of them, right? And an mm-hmm. interesting, just an interesting species that was something new that added a lot. Like, so we didn't get as many creature elements. Those guys were cool. Like you said, the guy in the chair. I watched yeah. a lot of documentaries prior to Prometheus being announced where I kept focusing on Scott talking about wanting to know about that guy in the chair. So when a lot of disappointment mm-hmm. came, got flung at this movie by fans and they're like, oh, we hate it. And <laughs> people clamored for Ridley Scott to be in it and involved in it as a director or a producer or whatever. Mm. Like I guess at one point him and Cameron were going to do something together, but I mean, as far back as the 1980s there, uh, you know, I can pull a quote where he talks about wanting to explore that species, the engineers, whoever they were, some sort of progenitors, the alien was some sort of bioweapon. These were concepts that were existing in his head in the early eighties, right after he dropped alien and, you know, he was doing Blade Runner and whatever else he got on to after that. Like, he moved away from science fiction into different kinds of filmmaking after that. Mm-hmm. So, But these ideas were laid out. He made it clear, if somebody hires me to come back to this, I've got some fairly pertinent ideas I'm probably going to focus in on. The specifics of how he did it eh, probably changed a bit from when he was younger, but... The, ge- the general gist of it was there. We knew what we right. were going to get, right? I mean... Some people get mad, I don't know, I guess about semantics or aesthetics in terms of design. Like, oh, the guy in the chair was bigger and he's only like, you know, nine, eight feet at best, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, cool. There's a visual differential. Okay, let's burn the movie down for it. You know, like, it's just, (laughs) I I just, you know, like you guys said, cinematography, world building, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Scott Scott can deliver on that angle. His writing, eh, it's a little different. And we'll mm-hmm. talk about that when we talk about other stuff coming on in later here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, when it comes to things I liked, uh, yeah, like that. Uh, strong performances from actors too. Uh, there's some really great talent. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought uh, Elba was a fantastic player. Him and his bridge crew get should get more credit. They're the real heroes of the movie, crashing into that donut or croissant ship was the day for real i mean sure like shot it a little bit of detective work around that and told him what he needed to know but i mean Mm -hmm. they punched it and you know did the whole suicide ram trick so i mean props to them uh guy pierce Mm -hmm. uh it's too bad some of his viral stuff and cut scenes didn't end up in the movie more of him would have been nice but what we did get was you know a good performance you know Mm-hmm. People complain about his prosthesis or his makeup that he was wearing. Ah, whatever. He was good. It was fun. Yeah. I liked seeing him there. He's a good actor. I mean, even in Iron Man 3, it's not the best movie, but when he shows up and delivers his Killian, <laughs> he does deliver a good performance at least. Not a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Like he, it's just, it's the script more than the actor there. <clears throat> I got to say, like, he's a good actor. I mean, you hire him, he's going to show up, try to do something, right? 
I've seen mm. him in some westerns too, where he was really good. So it was nice to see him in there as Mr. Whalen. And uh, I suppose I could say Numir Pace is really good as an action girl. That's kind of one of my knocks on the movie. They underutilized her, but that's later. So I'll hand mm, off yeah. on that. We'll get to that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and For me, yeah, I mean, really a lot of stuff that Michael was uh, talking about, I, I really enjoyed. Definitely the visuals. Uh, the music was, I thought, pretty underrated in the movie. Uh, it had a very this kind of dissonant creepy quality that I think added to the film a lot. And again, the mystery and, uh, you know, just a lot of uh, stuff that was going on. We're quite sure uh, engineers were great, uh, great creation from the, from the crew and from Scott and just uh, the little, I, I kind of like that, that, that they kind of backed away from it being a full-on prequel and they kind of expanded a little bit. And I thought it was, uh, I really like kind of the ambition of it. And uh, yeah. overall, it was just, uh, yeah, well said. overall, just a, a, it was really well, a very well-made movie. And, and, uh, and, and I thought the ideas and kind of philosophy and stuff they were exploring was, um, was really intriguing. And I'm glad they, they kind of, you know, Ridley and filmmakers try, you know, are adding kind of something new to the franchise. And I think that's what it needed at the time. Yeah. Definitely and, some good world building, new mythology. Right. Right. And as far as, uh, well, we'll get into whether the, it was executed well, but, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so I guess, I guess that was it for me. All right. Well, that's the uh, perfect segue into, of course, the follow-up questions. What we... But what about you, Dave? <laughs> get Want me to go? Like... Yeah. All right, what do I like? All right, all right. Um, I guess very similar. I loved all the um, the new ingredients are brought to the franchise mm -hmm. which is i think it definitely needed after um resurrection and two avp movies were a lot of those same recycled mm -hmm. um alien formula mm -hmm. which could still work but something we'll get into later as well right um it was great that it was it was i think one of the i forgot where i read that described this was previously was almost like a side quote it was like it was its own it took part it in the same universe, just completely mm -hmm. different. Right. Out of the alien, or at least that's how the prequel started, at least. And I thought that was awesome. It's like, this stuff is going on, you know, behind the scenes. I thought it was great seeing, you know, the origin, so to speak, of, you know, where these creatures could have came from. Um, I love the idea of the engineers either creating them or doing their own version of them or, you know, fucking with the, um, you know, the DNA. Um, the black goo stuff, you know, that's a little hit or miss, but um, I thought it was a cool idea. It's a good way of explaining the DNA, the DNA reflex, at least. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really cool. Um, you know, Charlie Steron killed it as Vickers. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, Numi was great. Um, Elba's always great. Um, Fastbender was awesome. Fastbender yeah. was just his performance isn't talked about enough from right. what he did in Prometheus. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, he's one of the few actors in, who you want in more sci-fi movies. It's, right, it's, yeah. Because it's such a genre where we get so much cheese and yeah. so much people phoning it in, Emily Portman, that, um, <laughs> you know, it's good to have actors. I mean, hell, we have two of them in the same movie, Charlie Theron and um, Fassbender, who love sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And they give it all every single time right well, yeah and well, it's, i mean if you're gonna pick out a character out of the you know i guess these prequels you're gonna say like the through line is david is like the devil to ripley's avenging angel or yeah. whatever right you know yeah absolutely they're both mm-hmm. like the banner carrying characters for whatever they're in like that's why people yeah. keep screaming about a trilogy for the prequels because yeah. and i and i've seen some artwork mm-hmm. i think that was from Christopher Bustos, where he had David on the bottom and Ripley on the top, and then he had like these words in the like in the artwork where it was like one was a creator and one was destroyer, right? Mm, but it's an yeah. in invert thing where it's like the destroyer's the good guy and the creator's the bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like yeah. really cool that yeah. way. Uh Oh, it's like kind of like how some of the Blade Runner crossover stuff too you get there where it's like where it kind of explores that same thing with like the creator life creations it's got the scene with uh, Waylon talking to the engineer and then the engineer bashes his head in in Blade Runner you get the inverse where you get Roy Batty having a conversation with Eldon Tyrell mm-hmm. and then both both conversations end in disappointment. One of them, the creator kills the creation. That's in Prometheus. And then it's vice versa in Blade Runner, right? It's like the creation kills the creator the other way around. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then it's just like, you know, you get, you get these two scenes that play off each other in interesting ways. And it's just like, we are gods. And then it's just like, both of these guys reassure the other guy. And then the other guy just kills him anyways. So. Yeah. <laughs> Good, like, uh... Careful. A plus observation, by the way, because in the yeah. Careful commentary, Lindelof even says, um, yeah. you know, he wanted and they wanted to mix some Blade Runner stuff in there, and uh, uh, Wayland Journey was the, you know, the inverse, the reverse of uh, oh, right. of uh, Batty. So uh, good shit there, sir. <laughs> well, that's well like uh, well, that's like uh, well done. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, that's like. I thought uh, I thought Peter Whalen was a really cool character, and I, I kind of like how him, along with the Blade Runner characters, you get the two Mangates from the Blade Runner movies, and mm-hmm. it's you get Wallace and then you get Tyrell, and they're all kind of different aspects of this Wallace. Corp, corporate <laughs> overlord god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and your hatred of Leto, we get it. I don't know. A lot of people, a lot of people rag on that movie for the Leto stuff. I don't care. He's straight up bizarre. He's some weird cyber cyberpunk feral, and I thought it was great. It worked Just for me. Just busting your chops. Ah, yeah. he's, he's, it's what I do. He's he's strange, but I mean, it's it's really no different than the than Phoenix's Joker. Just a bizarre character for the sake of being yeah, yeah. bizarre, right? You know, like. It's kind of, you know, you get that you know, some characters are just eccentric for the sake of eccentricity, yeah. right? You know? it, gr- right. it grows on me with it grows on me with each viewing. I just like uh, a lot of people messing get, with you 2049 fans. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people get, seem it, to a lot of people liked it, him in that McConaughey movie, actually, I guess. Where it was like he played with McConaughey in there and I guess he actually played it pretty straight. 
that mm-hmm. was a good performance from him, they say. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he can drop his goofy act, I guess, once in a while, yeah. but he seems to like <laughs> to play strange characters. There's no doubt you can go after him for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that, um, I'm sure I'm going to forget something. Um, so I love the um, the um, the observation room scene when the, oh yeah like you go about, um I love the the ampule room it was awesome um, oh yeah the urns the, the urns man the urns, that's right the, the urns, urns I, the pathogen I want, I want a Prometheus urn for my apartment yeah that's non-negotiable <laughs> and someone someone find me one I don't care yeah. if it's black go in it I don't care I'll take it <laughs> yeah I, I guess saying. <laughs> I guess saying a guy likes that, that's just an extension of that whole engineer's aesthetic. Right? Yeah. The mm-hmm. whole, their science, the xenomorphology cool. or whatever. Cool as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, the ship designs were cool. Um, you know, I didn't care that they were, you know, initially I kind of did. Um, it doesn't bother me that they're fancier. I mean, one's a alien. It's a fucking space truck in Prometheus. It's, this is the top 1% of the 1%. So, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. When Wayland is financing it, you know, I'm sure the holographic map thing you could kind of we could split hairs about, but you know, it looks cool at least. Um, well, both prequels but, deal deal with cutting edge missions, right? Like cutting edge, yeah. co- a cutting edge colonial effort, cutting edge yeah. science exploration. The mm-hmm. Nostromo the is a third string piece of crap, exactly. and yeah. and. Uh, People try to go like, "What about aliens?" And it's like, "Well, you never seen the Nostromo Bridge. You don't see readouts. Yeah. You don't see technology yep. like that. Yep. Yep. You yep. see the colony, so and the yep. colony is just basic tech. Like, it's not high tech either. It's a functional colony, right? Mm-hmm. So, I guess you know, sure, maybe that was you know Wayland's fanciest stuff, right? I mean, you know, yeah. it's like yeah. So it it just makes sense. And the plus, I love the whole. Um, like the whole kind of blue tint the movie I thought was really cool. Yeah. Really mm-hmm. cool. And I think it was just gave it its own uh unique look. It's true and, though. Um, blue filters are awesome. Aliens yeah. has blue filter too. Yep. And I love yep. aliens for no. the blue filter. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, James or Cameron used to use that all the time in his yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. Avatar yeah. used it a bit there yes. too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you ever seen the uh Underrated horror cult gem on the Mountain Bandits. Did I ever tell you my favorite color is blue? <laughs> <laughs> and he wakes up from the bus and everything's blue. <laughs> continue with the continue with the Lovecraft theme because that movie was a whole like uh, almost love letter to uh, love to Lovecraft as well. Let's see how many times I can say love in a sentence. Um, it, but it's, tr- uh, it's but true. Clive, go, Clive Barker did like him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but I could talk about the Mountain Bandits for quite some time. But. Um, <laughs> What about so Lord now, of Illusions? What about Lord, Lord of Illusions? Illusions? Great movie. All hail exactly. Scott Dracula. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but um, now, of course, with Prometheus, while the stuff we like is always extreme, the stuff we didn't like mm-hmm. is as well. <laughs> so who would like to kick off what they didn't like about Prometheus? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take fire for it. I'll go first. All right. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Wordplay. <laughs> rapace. Rapace. I just a little too talky in the, I think there's just a little too much exposition in that front end of the movie. I've mentioned it before. Mm-hmm. It just feels kind of like also around 2001 sometimes the way it gets into its exploration of theme. Like I, like I said before, the progenitor aliens concept, it's really cool, 
but mm-hmm. 2001 seems to do it with a little more panache, I guess would mm-hmm. be the word. Because like uh, something as simple as the monolith with the with the apes in the beginning or the monkeys or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, it's a it's it's a low key scene. Uh, I'm a huge Kubrick fanboy, so I'm just gonna wank it. But you know, <laughs> it's like, but you know what I mean? Like it's just. Fair he enough, doesn't. Fair he, he doesn't do much there. He's just got some monkeys running around, and he just shows this intellectual leap they take suddenly, where they turn bones into tools because this alien device was near them and influenced them somehow. They don't even need to explain the how or the why. It's just this interesting mystery that comes out of a scene, right? Mm-hmm. Where Prometheus just goes into endless exposition. Like some of the moments with Rapace, she's a great actress, man. Like, but just you know give her a gun let her go on a chase here like that's where she's that's her strongest suit in a movie and she's sitting here talking about this stuff and it's just that's cool man but if they could just compress that more in the front end of the movie i think i'd probably like it better because like when it gets to that that vivisection and the pod and stuff like it just the movie takes right off there it's Mm -hmm. really good that takes a long time to get there. Like you get little bits, like the part with the alien snake or whatever, the hammer peed. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, there's like a couple of bits with some missing guys at the one part. But I mean, it just kind of drags in the front end with a lot of questions, like a exploring, you know, what's inside the helmet and the head scene and uh, talking about it, DNA analysis, arguing with Charlie about stuff. Like it's just... It's just a raft and rafts of dialogue <laughs> before something really kicks off. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like then it then it does take off fast. It's like there's this wacko surgery bit. Uh what is it? Fifefield shows up at the door. Which kind of Fifefield? Uh, we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> <laughs> but it the movie does sim- simply, you know, it, it's it picks up pace a lot. She's running around the corridors klaxons are going off you know lights are flashing smoke's going you know there's Mm -hmm. chaos things are attacking shit's gone wrong like starts to feel more like you know the kind of thing you buy a ticket for an alien movie for where the beginning part i like 2001 so i didn't mind it but it Mm -hmm. just kind of felt like weird shoes for an alien movie at the start i mean like you guys i respect the world building stuff like that i think it's in the kind of nuts and bolts of the writing where I get a little bit kind of perturbed with some of the things the movie did versus what I have seen Mm -hmm. could have been, you know, like original drafting plans and changing changes in writers. We talked about Lindelof. I'm not a big fan of the man and tends to come in and rewrite on a lot of people's other work. So (laughs) the original writer Spay hits, he had some pretty good ideas, but like, I mean, all in all, it's just, it just definitely feels like it has a bit of narrative drag in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Could, have, could have been more, cre- could have been more creatures in the back half of the movie, you know, almost like maybe kind of move some of the events that start taking off to more closer to the middle point of the movie, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. It's, I guess maybe you could say Alien was Slow Burner kind of similar way, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it, it felt like for some of the themes that Prometheus was exploring, I mean, you know, Aliens is a simpler movie, right? It doesn't have as much heavy lifting and exposition to do in its first couple acts. It's it's more about character building, right? Who are mm-hmm. these people on this ship? Where in Prometheus, you have what, like something in the vicinity of like a dozen plus people 
So you mm-hmm. have so many characters to keep track of. A lot of security guys just turn into names with guns floating around. Yeah. I mean, some people yeah. might claim they know who they are, but it's like, yeah, but you don't really know who they are. <laughs> They're like a line on a page. It's a simple character description. One of Wayland's guards. Like he has some mm-hmm. personality, right? I mean, so maybe, yeah. you know, like some of the things like the, with, the, with the big cast, I don't know. There was a lot of extra information involved in the movie where it could have maybe tightened up into more suspense. I guess because mm-hmm. it just doesn't doesn't feel like it gets to, into the suspense mode until later in the movie. It's pretty decently constructed narratively. It just doesn't quite kick into that you know adrenaline thing you're expecting from the movie. I think that's probably my chief knock is you know maybe if it had ramped things up a little quicker and it's mm-hmm. not like it's boring movie. You could keep that kind of dialogue going just as things go bad you keep that you keep injecting that kind of dialogue into scenes explaining what's going bad maybe more mm-hmm. more uh more do less tell you know what i mean yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all in all i mean it was a strong movie though i mean i, I do like the prequels but they definitely you know it's, it's got its narrative yeah. drag to it and definitely not it's in a, it's a knock on it from my perspective and I'd, I'd say whatever else you guys can add to what you thought was your reasons you didn't like it or anything well the biggest knock for me and i didn't even really know it until i saw the uh the featurette furious gods which is uh which is really just i think it's right up there with alien 3's wreckage and rage is one of the best featurettes for the yeah, entire franchise yeah beyond outstanding and, yeah beyond laura zeke is a great documentarian yeah mm-hmm. absolutely and in that you find out a little bit more you found a lot more about both both the writing process spates what spates and lindelof went through uh, the biggest thing uh and one of the biggest frustrations for me was the editing process in the film and yeah. uh, you know, Hashtag and, deep sigh. Yeah, this is a trigger point for me. Mm, double, <laughs> double deep sigh. Right. Yeah. So it was. Uh, and <laughs> the for those who haven't seen it, uh, the editor for Prometheus, I I can't can never remember his name, but uh, Scalia. Yeah, Scalia. So he talks about how you know Ridley would come in to the editing sessions and the it basically the primary goal for Ridley was to cut the movie down to about two hours and when you're trying to make a very big sci-fi movie um, you know the going for runtime can be very detrimental to the end product and uh, that really shouldn't be the chief focus when you're editing a, a movie. Amen. And- Her- <laughs> Hooray, Dennis Villeneuve. 2049 <laughs> was three hours and we don't care. <laughs> and I mean, I, I understand really, Scott, from a business perspective, he's two hours, you get more showings in the theater, you get more yeah. people to see it, more, basically yeah. you're trying to get more money. And Prometheus did pretty well overall financially. But the problem with, you know, editing down to two hours is that you start cutting out things that actually would have been really helpful for the movie. And you see a lot of deleted scenes on the Blu-ray. I think there was even some deleted scenes that didn't make the Blu-ray that I thought were pretty cool, but like um, 
one where Dave's background right now is uh, <laughs> an engineer reading a book, and this is coming at the very uh, tail end of the movie during during the um, the climax, basically. And it was sinful such a, cut, sinful yeah. cut. <laughs> and uh, such a poignant poignant scene. Yeah. I thought, and would have been so great to keep it in. At least, you know, in my opinion, it would have been great to keep that in there. And there's a lot of other things in the movie. Uh, right, right at the beginning, when the the lone engineers walking out, there's a scene where there's a bunch of um, engineers behind the guy, and, the and elders. You see, yeah, the elders, and you see it's more clearly like a religious ritual or some some kind of sacrifice, self sacrifice that this guy's doing to help plant life on this planet, which is I'm, I'm assuming Earth. Great world and, building, right? Yeah. yeah, and there's little yeah. things. Um, you know, and I, I used to blame Damon Lindelof a lot for the problems with the movie, but I think, and yeah, some of his writing decisions were a little off, but uh, I think the editing, editing would have helped clarify some stuff a little bit more if uh, more stuff Props was left in. Yeah. Yep. And yep. Uh, so, yeah, there's, uh, so some of the things like, um, you know, Milburn going to pet the, the hammer peed and yeah. um, you know uh, and um, Tom hardly hardy light, you know, take off his helmet <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, just um, there, there's things in there that uh, you know, writing wise that could have been better, but the, the, the editing just cut out a lot of stuff that I thought could have made Prometheus so much better. And I know a lot uh, Michael's done a fan edit. Um, Christopher Isaac Bustos has done yeah. a fan edit. Both and, watch them both yeah. immediately. Mm-hmm. Not now after listening to the podcast, but watch them. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> yeah, really well done. Exponentially and, better with the mix of the viral and deleted scenes mm-hmm. into it. We'll Zito talk about those separately you. in a second. Yeah. Yes. We'll mm-hmm. get into those leading scenes separately after we talk yeah. about what we didn't like, but um, yeah, whole whole new ball game. Oh yeah, whole new ball game. And it's <clears throat> it's unfortunate that you know f- fans have to edit a movie to make it better. You know that it just shows that the movie, the theatrical cut itself, was flawed, and it was. Yeah. Um, there's only so much you can do to to fix uh, fix you know, theatrical cuts sometimes. And, yeah. you know, and again, the f- fan edits were great. It's uh, Alien was, 3 all over again, man. Yeah. yeah. Got to yeah. rebuild it in the editing room to make yeah. it better. Yeah, right. So, um, rebuild it and they will watch. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, just a lot of stuff and that could have been edited back in. And then uh, one thing at the very end that did make the cut was the Deacon and uh coming up at the end and that was i felt like a little too on the nose uh in terms of like oh, we're kind of making an alien oh okay though no, this is obviously an alien movie and i think you're there's right. something you're right though keep it on the wall in that chamber yeah right. it's, yeah it's so yeah. much more obtuse you don't know for yeah. sure what it means yeah it just should have ended it with them taking off and mm-hmm. that's that right yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, just a, a, again, it was on, like I said, on further viewings, I started noticing these things and yeah. the dialogue 
that came up the and whole scenes are cut out like the one you like dave a lot the, between uh yannick and victors yeah. that was cut out and the axe fight man the axe fight the axe fight yeah mm-hmm. <sighs> so yeah, yeah, like you guys said, just uh, like size of frustration. <laughs> I look yeah, back at it now. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, those are those. Right. That was kind of my main beefs. Yeah, those. Um, I'm also gonna rant about the deleted scenes and stuff, but <laughs> we'll do that all separately. I guess probably probably next since we yeah. set the table for that. Um, stuff I didn't like. Some of the um, some of the writing's pretty bad. Hmm. It just doesn't flow right. Um, this is from someone like I know. The whole idea of Alien is it's a well-produced, you know, B movie. Yeah, I read that from mm-hmm. the excellent uh, J.W. Rinsler um, Alien book. They mention it constantly, but this is some of it's just it comes up instead of being smartly written, like Alien, Alien Three, and Aliens. It's it comes up as almost you know Friday Thirteenth. The later, like the, the che- like a cheesy slasher, you know. Where oh yeah. Fifield smokes weed, you die. You know, um, <laughs> you have sex, you die. Um, <laughs> you say you'll be right back, you die. I mean, come on. Randy and Scream told us the rules. Don't you know the rules? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I didn't mind it so much because I'm a slasher junkie, so it doesn't bother me. You know. Um, Same. But it's like, it's the way it was executed. Not so much. Um, I mean, Fivefield alone is a very frustrating character, mm-hmm. and Sean Harris is a good actor. Um, he is. He is a very good character actor. And, I just seen and him I on know, Netflix's King, and he was great in it. It's yeah, not a genre that, yeah. movie. It's not yeah. a genre movie, but his performance is really good. It's and here <laughs> Fivefield. I don't know if he just thought he was looking for Ethan Hunt. He got distracted. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, Jesus Christ, this guy's complaining about rocks. Like, bro, you're surrounded by rocks. They're all around you. Take some samples, bro. You're in a stone. Oh, you're in a stone pyramid, buddy. Yeah. Was good, like, the, and there was some good banter with him and um, Milburn, which they probably could have expanded a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a good. They had seemed like they had good on on stream chemistry. That uh, was that was wasted. Um, you know, I, um, I didn't mind the helmets coming off because these actors they don't want to they don't want to work with helmets on. But again, the way it was done was kind of all right. Yeah. And apparently, he's supposed to be a daredevil, so he's like, ah, ah all right. Okay, yeah. All right, dude. All right. There's a cut uh, scene where the the ship deploys probes in a cut scene. I put back in, and it just adds just that much yeah, more to it. Where it's like, yeah. oh, okay, they did atmosphere analysis. Maybe that helps a little. Yeah. That, you know. It's again, it's just in the like you mentioned, Ryan, with the execution and the editing. It just could have been done so much better. Right. Um, the Deacon also really dope design, but they just kind of threw it there at the end. It's like, oh yeah, guys, by the way, this is connected to Alien. Here you go. <laughs> Here, watch <laughs> while like we you... throw this Easter egg at you. Doink. Right. Like, and like you said, Mike, it would have been if you maybe introduce it earlier. Maybe you could have done some engineer versus it's... Deacon thing. I don't know. But again, they were another problem with this movie is that they were planning to do another two instead of making the movie just make sure it was a hit first right. so you're saving these things for sequels you might not get mm-hmm. and the stuff you saved really ended up changing for covenant so the stuff right. you wanted to do you didn't fucking get anyway <laughs> so 
You they just made plans. alien engineers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, the space draft itself also was not perfect, but at least it was a singular movie. It began and ended in the, where it should have. If you want to expand mm-hmm. it afterwards, you could, but make one successful movie first, mm-hmm. and then worry about a franchise. Don't plan for a franchise. You're not guaranteed. Like when the Joker movie came out, no one expected anything. People were laughing right. at the casting. DC sucks. Now people want another movie because it was so successful. Mm-hmm. That that's how you do it. You don't plan a fucking franchise. You yeah. Hey, you just Murray. Make, a, <laughs> <laughs> make one good movie. People want more. You fucking make more. <laughs> yeah. And this movie, it just felt. Some of it's so very incomplete. Um, it just didn't. Like you guys mentioned, it's just a shame. Like I, I have it on 4K. And I love the theatrical, and sometimes I just fall back to watching the fin edits because it just seems mm-hmm. like a more complete movie, right? More flesh mm-hmm. or more fleshed out, right? And um, I, one other scene I, I didn't like the um, the exploding head scene. I thought that was silly. Agreed. Yeah. Um, Wasted exposition I, time. I thought mm-hmm. they could have maybe just done them meeting around with dialogue, done more little character study stuff. Probably would have been better. Just a um, DNA yeah. analysis flash. Yeah, all would have been fine. Then mm-hmm. that's another 10, 15 minutes you could have used for other more more worthwhile stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of dope stuff, just to circle back, um, I forgot to mention the whole uh, C-section with Shaw was an amazing scene. Oh, oh tense right. as hell. Yeah. I completely mm-hmm. forgot to mention it. I got caught up in other nonsense. Mm-hmm. When that, really, I blame really, you for really, that, yeah. yeah when of that, course, it's understandable. When, I'll, I'll, I'll take the blame. I'll take the blame. When that candy can't crane goes in her gut, yeah, it made me yeah. wince in that yeah, theater, yeah. that big IMAX screen. A bunch of times, I'm like, ah. ah. I'm like, oh, my stomach hurts. That didn't happen to uh, me. Really yeah. awesome scene. Um, the whole movie also... Do the bed writing has had some of the worst foreshadowing I've ever seen. Like the beginning oh, yeah. when they're in the uh, um, Vickers little lifeboat. Oh, what is this med bay for? Gee, I can't imagine who. <laughs> I just can't guess. Then when freaking David's in the visor, yes, yes, look, get right on it. God, who's he talking to? <laughs> Boy, it's not the ship. It's obviously not Vickers. I can't imagine. It's Wayland. No. <laughs> Right. Oh. <laughs> oh. No way, yeah. man! It, it was Patrick Wilson in her dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was another waste. Of, Patrick Wilson, I think, is a fantastic genre actor, and you waste mm-hmm. him in a fucking flashback. Conjuring. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Patrick Wilson should have been fucking Holloway. <laughs> he would have been good. Uh, oh my god. That, this movie had such a great cast, and some of it was... I mean, even Idris Elba was arguably wasted. Mm-hmm. As, as yeah. Oh, Yen, I mean, Charlie run knocked it out of the park. Fast Bender, of course, but... Oh, my God, you have one of the best actors, and eh, you're going to give you some generic writing. And, yeah. Uh, the cut scene, but, man, between him yeah, and, and Vickers, man. That's what I, I was burned, about to... I burned my hand. Lead into. <laughs> now we could talk about the war crime of these deleted zines yeah mm-hmm. that one with vickers and yannick like you guys both mentioned mm-hmm. when after she um barbecues holloway for the um memorial day dinner the s'mores uh, yeah the s'mores yes <laughs> holloway s'mores and 
they have this great discussion, uh, or at least um, Yannick breaks everything down. It just shows more of um, depth to both of them. Even with the when they find the engineer head, they're all talking around, and um, Shaw tells a story about something with a uh, what was it about the mom or a grandmom, something mm-hmm. with the I drawing a blank now. That was a good scene too. Um, the beginning with the elders, which gave more mystery. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the arguably the biggest one is that final fight scene, which was right. oh, that's which just the, oh my god! In the they cut final that version, out. We get this thirty second thing where she presses a button, mm-hmm. and the he, cut he version. Punched, yeah, they like, punch the wall, he, and then he, and then knocks a whole, her into the wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there's a whole cat and mouse game, which is a very alien, alien isolation esque. Um, Tension, right. um, the engineer reading the book and seeing the girl playing the flute was great touch. Mm-hmm. And Ian White was menacing as shit. Yeah, the way the way he locks onto her, like he, oh sees, he, he sees her pass the vodka bottle and he just looks <laughs> at her. That's so awesome. Man. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing was as alien as you could get without it being actual alien. And we don't need that. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? More of that, less of mm-hmm. the there are gods. Yeah, less of that, more of the him trying to beat her to death and she's taking an axe to his knee. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even mind all the uh you know the the gods talking stuff, but Jesus Christ, how do you cut that? And the Xenophy field, fuck's sake. Mm. Yeah, man. That would have been great. Jesus. Because yeah. you saw what you could see what the Gooing shit does, which would have led on perfectly to Covenant. Nah, let's do a generic zombie. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. We're going to pause this recording and just weep a little bit and then we'll be yes. right back. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> so stay on. Everybody needs to cry now. <laughs> I, mean, not, I mean, not all the deleted stuff was perfect, but like you mentioned, Ryan, with the editing, that extra 20 minutes, half hour just makes a difference. Mm-hmm. this isn't it's just just a more complete movie yeah it's not like scott is maybe for some movies he's stuck on the two-hour runtime but other movies he's gone quite a bit more quite a bit yeah. uh, longer with it um like the theatrical cut of kingdom of heaven was still like two and a half hours long and then the the much better extended cut was i'm i mean obviously It'd be really hard to release that in theaters because it was like three hours and 15 minutes. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, just the editing is, editing can be crucial to a movie. Yeah. um, Almost as crucial as the script itself, you know. Even to to lay it onto the planning itself. uh, Yeah. The the TED Talk viral was an exceptional scene. Oh, what a great that was That was planned to not be part of the film. Right. Mm-hmm. I put that in there on the front end after the engineers at the waterfall, the extended one with the elders and the way that those two scenes just play off each other yeah. is, is so brilliant. You see yeah. the, the yeah. human, the human God and the alien gods. <laughs> I wouldn't just, even mind if they, cause there's a lot of dialogue in that, that kind of gets repeated in the movie, but you, they could even cut that just to have, um, 
the younger Wayland in the movie. I mean, there's a whole scene on Mars, which was cut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, the bad old age makeup on Guy Pierce that yeah. was distracting. <laughs> yeah, it was. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was even one of those, like, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, man, really? That's, yeah. that's the old age makeup. Why don't they just hire some old, like, you know, 80-year-old a- actor or something to yeah, that do that part? To him. And then you cast him and you just use him for like the guy from viral the Mandal- video, that's it. The guy from The Mandalorian. The old dude. What was his name? I can't remember. He was uh, the documentarian, and he plays the the rebel or the imperial leader, right? He's that guy, oh, um, you know, the German dude, right? Oh, right. Yes. Uh, like geez, a, okay. I forget his name. But I mean, you know, a character actor in that vein. Yeah. Oh, Werner Herzog. Yeah, yeah. Werner yeah. Herzog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, he, that, see so you get you get a character actor like that. Yeah, like you say, and it just gives him this character right because i mean who uh, me the baby because <laughs> <laughs> it's uh joe turkle i mean look at him in blade runner he's just a character actor they threw mm-hmm. him in there as tyrell and nobody can forget him i yeah. mean turkle mm-hmm. passed yep. away and people still remember tyrell and yeah. turkle mm-hmm. for that role right i mean mm-hmm. just weird 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 decisions <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> just um very very strange. Um, a pity. The movie yeah. score is, is actually pretty um, pretty decent. I think pretty solid score. Yeah, it was interesting. I think uh, in the trivia for it, um, they recorded. Well, I think there's two. Let's see. There's two. Mark Streitenfeld was the main composer. I think mm-hmm. Harry Gregson Wilson contributed some. Um, some think, parts yeah, of the score they work together on life which is the big theme music mm-hmm. right that that the yes. whole gospel yes. thing yeah oh, yeah yeah oh. <laughs> catchy as hell mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah and the, the extended version is really good mm-hmm. yes yeah and i i heard they so they record the music and then they would they played it backwards to give it kind of this dissonant more eerie quality to it. I thought that was kind of a cool, cool. Yeah, twist I just learned it. that. I think last year I had no idea. I'm like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, never yeah. knew. Mm-hmm. Informed, yeah. informed. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, music was good. It's a good. Uh, it's a good OST for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, I, I mean, overall, I it's there's just so much like it's like good and bad colliding with each other you know it's like a there's like a masterpiece of a movie within this really flawed template great ideas good movie Mm -hmm. not quite it's like like you say execution execution Mm -hmm. execution yeah Yeah. it's the way they put it together in the end it just didn't work out as good as it sounded on paper or in plans or previous drafts yeah right Overall, it's a good addition to the franchise, uh, and I think I do like that. Um, you know, really wanted to explore the the guy in the chair. I know some people weren't big on that. I thought that was actually a pretty good idea. Yeah, I think and so. I was. Yeah. I've always been Agreed. interested. I yeah, think maybe people good, didn't. It was a good change of pace from you know, mm-hmm. like I said, three movies in a row of. You know, um, run from the monster, run from the monster, run from the monster. 
Uh, yeah. Was, they definitely needed to spin it some in a new yeah. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just, um, just a little bit more monsters, maybe. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a big <laughs> guy. I mean, I thought the hammer, the older monsters had pretty cool designs. Um, the hammer Peter was pretty you, cool. You can uh, have good monsters and good ideas yeah. together. It works. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They maybe could have. Doctor Sleep. Don't let's not get us started on that. <laughs> Rose but the hat. Never end. <laughs> Rose the hat. <laughs> That's an A plus 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 movie. Oh yeah, Flan- Flanagan is God. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Anything Harold, anything Flanagan does is watchable. That movie, 100% watchable. The extended cut of that movie is three hours of of yes. just suspenseful bliss. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, much, yeah. so much dread yeah. in every scene. I yeah. love that movie. Yeah, that Prometheus, was kind of what was missing from this movie was Prometheus. That, take a note, <laughs> right? Yeah, I was just gonna say that yeah. wasn't really it, it. wasn't that horrifying. I I don't know. No, maybe not stuff, at all. You know, it wasn't. There's parts, I guess, that were I it think intended to be. Movie. It was a it mystery. Need, yeah, it need, yeah. it needed more children eating. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, every movie does. <laughs> <laughs> more babies getting devoured. <laughs> Yeah. Huge steam. <laughs> Huge steam. <laughs> I mean, do you yeah. guys after eight years do you feel any differently about the movie or about the same? Playing around with the film in an editing bay and like we just we just went through it. Right. A lot of a lot of these extra bits incorporated back into the film, which shouldn't be necessary if this thing was cut in a way yep. that it was going to theater, but making it more cohesive, packing mm-hmm. in little bits like virals, extended scenes, it, it, it added more to the movie where mm-hmm. I kind of, I guess I kind of ebbed, kind of lulled and ebbed with the movie. When I, when I came back to it, like David said earlier, seeing it edited, even with the follow-up movie Covenant, it's, it's you'll hear about it in the next one. It's the same case. I, I felt mm-hmm. as though, what I was given theatrically just didn't add up as good as it's alien three is the same. All three of these movies exist on the same shelf. They all have really great ideas that are around them, but Mm -hmm. the execution just failed a bit. Yeah. Some of the ideas just were a little wonky. Some of the editing was just off, but when you go back to it with editing and some of the ideas that might've been discarded through that editing, all three Mm -hmm. movies I find benefit a lot and end up, you know, not quite as iconic as the first two, but they're good movies. I, I enjoyed yeah. all three. I mean, they were a little bit misunderstood or maligned by myself, even just initially seeing them like, what? Mm-hmm. It wasn't quite as good as I had hoped. And Like Alien 3, I had a, for years, and I just didn't know what to make of that movie. See the assembly, kind of just flipped me on it. Mm-hmm. And it's even Cameron's special edition of Aliens. Like, it's just, that was kind of my inspiration for the next movie when I edited that was to just kind of go to like some of the concepts, like where you're stretching the movie out, you're adding more of, you know, stuff that just tries to add suspense to the movie, I guess, maybe that's even with this one, same thing, you know, you're trying to add stuff like that, the kind of put more tension in with like stuff like that ax fight and whatnot. Mm. And editing, I guess was cathartic. It made me respect the movie a bit more, see that it was, you know, had a mat had a grand design that was interesting, but maybe didn't land as stick the landing as good as it wanted to, right? Yeah, 
I know for me, it's harder for me to watch. It's hard for me to watch the theatrical cut now. And yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I, I think I tried watching it recently, and I was more passively. I think I was doing something else while I was kind of on in the background, and I just kind of shut it off and just. Uh, I just wasn't that interested, and it, it was. There's just a lot of disappointment for me with it, and it's kind of hard for me to. Uh, sit down and kind of try to enjoy it like I did the very first time I saw it yeah. with that, now knowing everything that happened in, in behind the scenes and it's it's just a kind of frustrating experience and it's also uh, you know I feel similarly when we have our Covenant episode I kind of have a similar feeling about that film as well and it's just uh, it's it's interesting to me that, you know, these films, unlike Alien 3, unlike the other uh, Alien films where following the second, you know, the first two, there was a lot of studio interference. Uh, you know, with these, Prometheus and Covenant, uh, most or more so Prometheus, there really wasn't. Uh, Fox kind of just said, here, Ridley Scott, do what you want to do and kind of let him run with it. And Ridley Scott from 1980, I think, would have made another masterpiece. But Ridley yeah. Scott, 2012 and today, I just don't think he has the same. Um, he now he's just you know he's a legend. He can do whatever he wants with his films. It's it's not including really... Mal including Maline, like Robin Hood right. in the worst possible fashion. <laughs> what a horrible movie! Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know. <clears throat> I know uh, Jamie Prater talks about a lot on uh, Perfect Organism about, you know, back then, and really not just Scott, you know, filmmakers that have to kind of struggle and fight to get what they want on screen because they don't have that pull in Hollywood. It, it makes it sometimes those movies, you can tell when you watch it that there's a real passion behind it and there's right. a struggle to get that art out there. Nowadays, Fire. Ridley Scott just—I just don't think he has that. He has a lot of stuff going on. If you look at his IMDb page, he's got like—I don't know—dozens of projects going on at the same time. He doesn't really have a focus for uh, each one, you know. The and it's—it's it's unfortunate because I think uh, maybe it would have been better if he was a producer on it and had someone. Um, even like I, I think his son is getting the directing and uh, or having someone like Denny Villeneuve who did Blade Runner 24, directed 2049 while Scott produced, you know, just having someone who's, who'd be able to give it a little bit more focus and attention. I You're think. right about his son. You're his yeah. son. Uh, what was it? Uh, is that that's Luke, right? If Luke I'm Scott. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He did a lot okay. of the viral ones, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. He did. Uh, he did that movie Morgan and that was a, a good movie. I like, yeah, I like uh, that. Anya and Anya was really good in that. She played a really yeah. menacing villain. It was, mm -hmm. yeah. and he had good suspense in that movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there was movie. definitely some I joke suspense. that movie could have been titled the uh, Wayland Utani Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> or Blade or Blade Runner one or Blade, zero, yeah. or Blade Runner zero. <laughs> yeah. Either one works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just a lot of potential with Prometheus. Uh, some of it, I thought it 
it met and a lot of it it didn't it kind of it fell short and it it does show how hard it is to make a a great movie too and i'm not pretending like i could have done better (laughs) you know but uh it's especially a prequel to one of the most successful horror franchises of all time (laughs) right yeah absolutely so it's it's hard on easy follow up on the heels of that yeah and but uh but again, I think it's still worthy addition to the franchise, and I think it's it has its definite place. I know it's very divisive, and even for me within myself, it's very kind of divisive and a lot of clashing views. But love hate, yeah. right? Yeah, love hate <laughs> relationship. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of my finishing yeah. thoughts on it. I still, I still absolutely, I still love it. For me, it's up mm-hmm. there with um, Alien Three, though, in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of my favorite. I love all the themes. I love talking about it. Though, unfortunately, discussions are few and far between now. It's almost a forgotten movie. Whether it's mm-hmm. because people like us and like you guys, after repeated viewings, like, eh, I don't like it as much. And my guess is some of it's also probably due to. Covenant, which I'll get into in the next one, because a lot of the stuff from Prometheus when good was arguably wiped out in Covenant. Yeah, the movie is almost um, in terms of mythology, it's very minimized. It's it's not even it's rarely written about in the novels or the comics. It's barely alluded to anymore, mm-hmm. which is a shame because I think it has a whole world which is worth exploring in terms of technology, the engineers. The Black Goo, their story, it's almost like, eh, you know, this whole big thing we introduced, it's not really here anymore. I think that's a disappointment. Um, it, uh, it'd be good to have, uh, you know, to have Scott come in, maybe do his third movie if, if, the, if he can get the, you know, get the ground, go ground yeah. on his feet to do it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, if he could do that and then, like you say, just some of these world building elements, just leave them there for another director yeah, to do later. And like you say, you guys mentioned before, have him come stay on as a producer. Mm-hmm. Maybe just in that fashion. Yeah. Cause yeah, to, still, bar- to bury it would be a shame. Cause there was some yeah, interesting stuff there. Yeah. It's, a, it's a definite shame to me, at least. I think there's a lot, a lot of fun uh, stuff in the universe you can play with. Yeah. Um, but like you got the theatrical version, it's tough to watch. Mm-hmm. For example, throw it on. Not tough to watch, but it's especially after watching it with the extra stuff, it just loses, loses that extra missing jam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I love watching it in 4K. It's gorgeous, but I find myself pining for all the extra shit. Yeah, after you just like the like cut. Sometimes I'll watch the theatrical just because it is a little bit tighter in terms of how it flows. But there's so much extra stuff missing. I'm like, eh, I gotta God. watch the assembly cut. The whole, <laughs> the whole thing with Gallic being not there, yeah, yeah. that kicked mm-hmm. the movie right over into yep. cool for me. I was like, "Wow!" Yep. Yeah. So that's where yeah. he went, and he let it out, and they caught yep. it. Neat. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty cool. Uh, but I still love reading about it. I still love talking about it. Um, so it's still up there for me. I still enjoy it. Just it has to be the with the extra shit in it now. <laughs> Otherwise, right, I won't watch it as as attentive. Mm-hmm. But um, still, still, still dig it. Still dig it. Still dig it. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess we should uh, get to wrapping it up. 
Um, anyone have anything else they want to throw in with the alien world? Anything uh, want to promote? I, I guess I would, I guess I would say just Nugget. quick. Uh, I guess with both of these prequels, it's like they both feel like they're just kind of pieces of what some of that stuff that was in that engineer's script was. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like it was almost like they kind of stripped that down into pieces and then spread the narrative through these two prequels. Like you say, there were ideas that were presented by Lindelof. He was not brought on board as a writer for the next film. So then you get, you know, the other writers like Michael Green and the other guys coming in and they, you know, Logan, you know, like, you know, so they change all this stuff. And so it's like, you know, it's, it's hard to see like a solid through line because Lindelof suggested ideas, then they just discard right. them. Like, so if maybe mm-hmm. if he had been suggested as a writer to carry through or just use Spayhead script, like, you know, it felt like they were trying to run multiple threads on ideas that yeah. weren't going to lead anywhere necessarily, like later on down the line. Like say it's a disappointment that way, definitely. Yeah. And it's like, even with the next movie, it's like, there are things I like about it, but even there, there's some, like there's some, I guess, narrative shorthand that they throw in there. And it's the same that's here, right? Like, it's like, if only there was more of an effort at just like a cohesive through line that was going to go right through to the 79 movie, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. So yeah. definitely it, it hobbles this movie a bit. People have trouble appreciating it on that angle, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just wanted to add a piece of alien a little bit of alien news that uh, well, Cold Iron Studios, a gaming company that was making uh, in the process of making a, a new alien shooter PC game, or PC and console game, and they got acquired by Daybreak Games about a week ago, and so that's kind of keeping that alive. So I'm looking forward to that game. That should be a lot of yeah, fun. Um, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Oh, well, yeah, it's a good time. We could all we could all squat up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scott's uh, Scott's got a project here that's coming out right away too. Uh, Raised by wolves, yes, right? Yes, with the cool. AI, that the AI. Really cool. Yeah, it does Definitely. look interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. We all know he's big on AI. Did yes. need anybody? <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll be. Um, that's where his love seems to be. So that should be that should be pretty good. Yeah. Well, um, the trailer had a lot of Prometheus vibes to it. So yes. it was like. 100%. And Covenant yeah. vibes. It, was, it yes. looks interesting. I think I'll definitely we, be checking that out. Well, we mentioned previously, too, you were saying you've seen the premiere, actually, Dave. Uh, Lovecraft County, right? So Yeah, some... Lovecraft Country was very good. That was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely a horror to keep the Lovecraft theme going of uh, Prometheus. Definitely check that out. I think it's mm-hmm. free to watch on YouTube now, actually. And oh, also cool. on the Alien side of things, the Alien 40 Years, 40 Artists book came out. Um, with a forward by Chris Foss is it's incredible. It's a nice mix mm-hmm. of cartoony stuff, movie stuff, um, Matt Hatton and uh, Dana Howard who worked on um, Covenant. Covenant. David Lamb. They have pieces in there. Dennis Villanueva has something. Um, Tristan Jones, uh, Rory Lucy and countless others who I can't think of now. It's really an awesome book. It shows, of course, their picture. They have a little description of why they, um, how they fell in love with the movie what their um, art's about. Sometimes you even get little um, pre-renderings of it. It's really awesome. It's by the always infallible Titan Books um, uh, released it, and they always have quality amongst quality. I think I have just about every Titan book they released 
um, regards mm. to Alien. So <laughs> check that out. Um, they also just came out. Dark Horse just released the issue one of the Dana Benton screenplay comic book, which I reviewed. I have that on the uh, xenomorphing.com and on the site. It's They're going out in a bang. It's arguably one of the best comic books they've released in a long time. Mm-hmm. It's the Dana yeah. Benton script before Giger got, Geiger got involved, before anything. Um, that's awesome. Check that out. So lots of lots of alien goodies to mm-hmm. mess with. Oh, so, and before I forget, because I promised I would shout it out. This is not alien related, but I'm of course a big gamer, big basketball fan. Um, the NBA Jam book is hundred percent, hundred percent worth reading. He's on nice. fire! <laughs> you guys are anyway into the book. I can't even. Get the whole story of it. Um, it's by Rihanna Ali. He's on uh, Twitter as well. You could um, and Instagram at NBA Jam Book. He's very friendly. He'll talk to you, especially on Twitter. He is the content, the retro stuff he retweets and tweets is incredible. Nice. He did a very thorough um, investigation of the um, beginning and end for now, at least of NBA Jam. He interviews everybody. It's like you feel like you're you feel like you're there with the creation of the game. It was like, mm-hmm. I was done reading it and I got, I just wanted to play NBA Jam immediately. <laughs> it's really, really, really good. So um, I definitely, definitely check that out for you gamers mm-hmm. out there. But um, that's really all I got. All right. So, thanks for listening, everybody. I suppose the, plug the groups, eh? Of course. Yes, of course. I always forget mm-hmm. that. I always forget yeah. the like Plugging the groups. Thank you, Michael. Mm-hmm. For sure. Or to have the honor since you were reminded of oh, uh, sure. my forgetful ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, we got the blog, which is the Xenomorphing blog page on Facebook. There is Hive Mind, which is the group, which is nascent. It's growing. Please come mm-hmm. check us out. We're getting there. <laughs> probably, uh, should probably post more. Sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> and, uh, and then, of course, those two sites are of ours, and uh, I promote those through my Worlds of Tomorrow page, which is. Mm-hmm cornucopia science fiction so there's all kinds of stuff there for people who are into anything and everything Mm -hmm. whatever cyberpunk space opera it's all there come check us out if you want and feel free to check out you know make sure you check out the blog page uh dave's wordpress page too of course Mm -hmm. we're on uh apple itunes podcasts now as well thanks um, thanks to ryan probably thank you ryan (laughs) thank you ryan yeah itunes spotify Podbean, mm-hmm. uh, Google, Google mm-hmm. Podcasts as well. All yeah. over the place. That's probably all it, right. eh? Yeah, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, until next time. Catch you I later. Take care. Have a good night.